Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Greetings to those who watch below. To start off 2022 with a bang, we're going to be revisiting the Haunted Lives series with a tale of someone who lived with spirits for several years. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B., Christina Groves, Chris BLK Chris, Canopsia, Tegan S., Tasos Karamaris, LT Punisher 666, and Wicked Witch. They are those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. With the new year, it also brings a new schedule. So, in order to accommodate both my work on the channel, my work with Creepypasta.com, and also my work narrating audiobooks, I will now be uploading on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays will be paranormal-type videos or videos to do with cryptids or folklore. Wednesdays will be a creepypasta, and Fridays will be my ongoing United States Paranormal Tour. Once that's finished, we will go on to another longer series as well. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the channel, hitting the notification bell so that you never miss a video. Also, you can find me on Instagram at brimstone underscore below, and on Facebook at brimstone below horror channel. And as always, I'm on the Creepypasta.com YouTube channel, which will be uploading on Tuesdays and Thursdays from now on. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. My Very, Very Haunted Childhood Home by Salty Hot Dogs 1317 When I was five years old, my family and I moved from Washington County, Wisconsin to the Fox Valley area. My father was working for a food service at the time, and the company had transferred him to a new area. Five-year-old me was very excited for the move. My family moved quite often. Before the age of five, my family had moved four different times, so I was quite used to the moves. We didn't move to one of the bigger cities in the valley. We lived in a really small town near Oshkosh. My parents had brought the house without actually ever looking at it first. They just went off their gut feeling, which they have learned to never do again. The house was in suburbia. It had a large garage slash workshop that was once believed to be the barn. The house had had several reconstructions, but was believed to still be held on the foundation of the original 1780s farmhouse it once was. All in all, the house was very, very old. I remember the day we moved in. Things were blurry but I remember my mother stepping into the house for the first time. My mother is not an emotional person. In the 17 years of my life, I've only seen my mother cry twice. Five-year-old me looked at my mother and realized something. 
She looked terrified. Little did I know back then, my mother was clairvoyant and could tell something was wrong as soon as we moved in. She had a right to be scared. I don't remember when the nightmares started, but I think it was right after we moved in. It's been so long and I still have night terrors. The nightmares were always similar. I was laying in my bed, I slept on the upper floor, which was one long hallway that led to my parents' room. On the left side of the hall was my father's study and the bathroom. On the right side was my bedroom, which eventually became the guest room, and my playroom, which eventually became my bedroom. Anyway, I would be laying in my bed, I would look to my left and see the closet. There was always someone or something in the closet. Sometimes it was a shadow person. Usually the shadow people were naked, but sometimes they would be wearing hats or coats. Sometimes it was a pale, translucent older man with a long white beard and a robe. Other times it was the tall man. He looked a little like Slender Man, but he had small sunken eyes, a gaping mouth, a peach skin tone, and was stark naked. Every once in a while, I would see a woman with a 50s-like style. She was white and wearing a pink dress. She was barefoot, I think, and had a blonde bob. She had no face. Whatever was in the closet that night would open the closet, walk towards me, stand right next to me, and then scream. I would always wake up screaming. To this day, I have night terrors, and I'm very afraid of the dark. Many of these things would exist outside of my dreams, save for the faceless woman. I saw the tall man a few years later, but that's a story for another time. I would see the older man a lot around the house. Outside of my dreams, he would appear as blurs in the corner of my eye. I only ever saw him head on outside of my dreams three more times. When I was around six, I was playing in my parents' room. The view from my parents' room offered a straight shot down the hallway. It was broad daylight. I remember that my dad was the only other person home. He was downstairs. I was upstairs playing with my Barbies, and I heard a man call my name. I looked up, thinking it was my dad, but I was met with the man. We looked at each other, dead in the eyes. He nodded, turned around, and disappeared down the stairs. I wasn't scared by the man. He didn't want to hurt me. He just wanted me to acknowledge him. The second time I saw him when I was awake was around when I was about seven years old. At this time, I had changed bedrooms. It was daytime again, and my mother had laid me down for a nap, and me, being the stubborn seven-year-old I was, refused to sleep. I was sitting on my bed, legs crossed, playing with my stuffed animals. I hear a man call me from outside my door. I look up, thinking it was my dad, and I've just been caught. But when I look up, I see the man again. He shakes his head in a no gesture. Then he turns and walks towards my parents' room. Again, I wasn't scared. The final time I saw him was right before we moved. The way the kitchen was set up is that the kitchen table sits so your back would be turned to the reflective French doors that separate the kitchen from the living room. These doors always remained closed, as to keep our three cats out of the main living area because my dad was allergic to them. My mother was cleaning the living room 
talking to me through the closed doors. I was eating breakfast at the table. I turned to look at my mother. In the reflection of the glass on the doors, I saw the pale man. He was standing on the other side of the table. He didn't look happy. For once, I was a little fearful of the man. My father also had an encounter with him. He was working in the basement, looking for a box of Christmas decorations. Shortly before this, all three of our cats had passed away. My father heard a voice call to him in our basement, telling him to turn around. My father did as asked, only to see a blur run by him. My father, afraid, turned to leave the basement, only for another blur to pass him and the voice to yell at him, Just go! Overall, I don't think the man was evil or bad. He had just grown attached to us, specifically me, and didn't want us to leave. The shadow man slash people, on the other hand, wanted to cause harm. I saw the shadow people a lot. They would sit on my bed when I tried to sleep. They would open and close the drawers in my bedroom, steal things off of my father's desk, unplug our TV and computers, and cause other nuisances. There were times that they acted out, though. Around the time I was six, my family came home from church on Sunday morning. Me, being hungry, asked my mother for lunch. My mother obliged and opened the cabinets in the kitchen to grab a plate for my meal. As my mother opened the cabinet, all of the plates in the cabinet came tumbling out, breaking on the floor. My mother stood in shock. My dad came in to see what was going on. My mother looked furious. My father pulled me aside and asked me if I had done this. My mother interrupted him, saying that I was innocent. My mother knew who or what broke the plates. Another time, we were sitting at the dinner table. I believe this occurred around the time that my family moved into the house. My family was praying before eating, and suddenly I felt a crisp, burning pain run along my back. I screamed and started crying. In a hurry, my mother turned towards me. I tell my mum that something is wrong with my back. She pulls up my shirt, only to see a red long scratch that is slightly bleeding. I wasn't the only one to see the shadow people. My mother has seen them, but refuses to tell me exactly what she saw. My grandmother has also seen them. Grandma is a strict Russian Orthodox woman and did not believe in spirits until she came to visit us. At the time she came to visit, my original bedroom was now the guest room. My grandmother had relayed a tale to my mother after the first night she slept over. She had fallen asleep to be awoken by a voice calling her name. Opening her eyes, she saw a tall shadow person standing at the foot of her bed. My grandma, panicking, asked the thing what it wanted. After staring at my grandma for a minute, it ran out of the bedroom, into the hall, and disappeared. The final encounter I had with the shadow people was the night before we moved. I was not sleeping when I should have been, reading a book under my covers. I began to hear footsteps creak outside my door. Thinking it was my dad coming to check if I was sleeping, I quickly pretended to be asleep. I used to sleep with my back turned to the wall, stuffed animals behind me covered by a blanket to protect them. With my eyes closed, I felt someone enter my room, move one of the blankets, pick up one of the stuffed animals, throw it on the ground, and then leave. The stuffed animal it chose was a small white unicorn 
that I had gotten from a deceased family friend. After I had processed what had happened, I went to ask my father, still thinking it was him, why he had moved the unicorn. My dad was confused. Suddenly, I was filled with terror. I started rambling about how the shadow man had moved my stuffed animals and how he was watching me sleep. My mother quickly came to comfort me, and after I told her what had happened, she took me by the hand, led me to the guest room, and announced that the man could have the unicorn, and motioned for me to put it on the bed. I did as I was told, and laughed. The next morning, my father and I went to empty the guest bedroom. When we opened the door, we found that the unicorn was no longer on the bed, but was now in the partially closed closet. My mother told me the truth about the house many years later. The house had previously been witness to a murder-suicide. In the late 1980s, a cop and his wife lived in the house, and the cop's best friend lived across the street. The cop's marriage began to fall apart. Eventually, he found out that his wife was having an affair. After doing some snooping, he found that his wife was having an affair with his best friend across the street. In a rage, the cop went across the street, shot and killed his best friend, and then he killed himself. The house's original owners, 18th century farmers, had passed away in the house as well. Before moving, my mother consulted a medium. The medium told my mother several things. The spirits of the cop and his friend occupied the house, as well as the spirit of the farmer and several negative entities. I believe that the farmer was the pale man. We found out that the farmer was very nice and had grown attached to me since he did not have any daughters of his own. He lived in the basement and we believe that he confronted my father because he was jealous of him. I believe that the shadow person or one of the shadow people or the peach man was the cop. The cop did not like us and did not like my mother specifically. I'm still not sure on his true identity and I still don't know who the faceless woman is or was. Hi there guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Have you ever lived in a haunted house? I'd really like to know if you have. I have myself personally, but the spirits were kind of low-key, so that was fine by me. With the new schedule, I'll be back on Wednesday with a truly terrifying creepypasta story to chill your bones. So, until next time, sleep tight. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.